5-4-3-2-1. I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA, bringing you hidden stories every day. And here comes one. <clears throat> you know, I always try to find stuff you won't find anywhere else. And boy, is this one. <laughs> so what what this what it says underneath the uh, in the read more in the in the in the description of the video, it says we worked with Keaton Patty to make a bot watch over 400,000 hours of stand-up comedy, <clears throat> then write its own in-your-face special. Here's the best it could do. <laughs> and since one of the experts we're going to hear from says, get help from AI, <clears throat> but I'm not sure how you tra you train it. Uh, here we go. To the stage comedian. He will not be performing at Netflix is a joke fest. Firstly of all, I am sorry that I am not sorry. Actually, I am not sorry that I am not sorry. I have never not been not sorry. If that offends, I think you should leaves. Leaves. He turns to leaves. <laughs> internet mad at me. Well, I'm mad at internet. I accept cookies, but receive no pastry treats. Web is so fat. It is worldwide. Maybe put away cookies and eat cyber salad. Eats My kid's so stupid needy. It want me change its diaper every day. Well, I want it to change its address. Stop sleeping in my crib. I am no sugar daddy. I am corn sense. syrup grandpa. Hey, not good. We are personal computer police. You cannot say those word crimes. Get in cancel. Before canceled. you angry, I am allowed to say that. My father is corn syrup and my mother is grandpa. <laughs> Kind of funny. <clears throat> okay, and so he's right. We can't put him in the can cell. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay, you know, feel free to comment if you're watching. I don't, I don't get to see how many people are watching, and so I just pretend that there's crowds of millions uh, every day. Uh, let's get over to something more substantial. <clears throat> okay. 15 pro copy tips from Forbes. <clears throat> 15 pro tricks for removing fluff in marketing and sales copy. So <clears throat> it says one of the most important parts of writing solid, effective copy is self-editing. I think that's probably right. <clears throat> but then it goes on to say, and listen carefully, Refining a good piece of writing by eliminating fluff can elevate it, turning it into a great piece of content that not only achieves its original intention, but can also be repurposed across many types of media for digital marketing, sales, and other purposes. <clears throat> so, I ran that through, uh, I think it's called Copyrightly, and, uh, or one, you know, it's one of these things that tells you what, what gr reading level uh, it had 53 errors in that one sentence. It says 53. It puts it in the deep red category. But there are no, actually no grammar editor, uh, grammar errors. There weren't any of those. Unless you count run-on sentence. It's, it's way in the high-level reading comprehension to try to even understand that sentence. Um, you know, it... Well, let's go on. Okay. So the first point is keep it <laughs> keep it short and simple, which, of course, that, you know, and I couldn't identify the writer of this piece. So I'm not, I don't feel too bad 
about marking it up. So that first sentence, we could we could cut that into three sentences. There's three clearly distinct thoughts there that that you know write short, effective copy and you can repurpose it in other media is, is at least two of the main ones. But so here's keep it short and simple. Now look at the sentence here. While there are exceptions, most compelling copy is easy to read, period. Here we go. That means avoiding run-on sentences, using accessible language, and making paragraphs dynamic. Again, three thoughts in one sentence. And, you know, just to, for fun, I said, well, what, how could we clear this up? You could just say the most compelling copy is easy to read, period. Avoid run-on sentences, period. Use accessible language and make paragraphs dynamic. Isn't that more clear? Wouldn't you say? Okay, we'll go on. Ask someone outside your re your industry to read it. Excellent point, right? Uh, this is a little better written. If they cannot understand it, use their feedback to make it more clear. Don't say, to make it more clear. Question then period, question whether or not you need to use certain industries' terms. Start with, what do we offer? What do we want you to do? Okay, excellent. But again, I think this was an interview, and I think that the writer of this took the way people talk and transcribed it, and I think that's why it has these complex thoughts. It's, it's very difficult when you're speaking to shorten it up, but in copywriting, you should be able to. Write what you want the audience to pass along to others. Excellent. Ask yourself what you want your customer audience to tell the next person. Make it a story that the listener, viewer, reader can pass along. Excellent. We call it highly targeted stories. Uh, combine this one I thought was funny. Combine expertise with AI copy tools. Now, I've never used those, um, but, you know, here's a link. Jasper AI and Copy AI. The show notes are always available, wdma.org, in the member member area. Every day I put up the articles that I've marked up with my marks, okay? And uh, AI can help spark ideas or just simply rewrite my fluff, says Denny. Now, again, I don't know how those are trained. I haven't used them much, but I know. But the reason I put the bot comedy skit up there is because it obviously didn't make sense. And so I wouldn't publish the AI copy as is. You're still going to have to work on it. Write only what solves the reader's problem. Now, of course, that assumes you know the reader's problem. But think of Apollo 13. What did they have to work with? And what did they need to survive? Okay. What do your customers need to thrive and survive? Give them only that. And again, it presupposes a great understanding of your customer, which few of us have, right? Because we're too close to our own products. Okay, use active versus passive voice. Amen. I was uh, in graduate school in philosophy. And when one is in philosophy, one learns to never explain your main point until you've sufficiently qualified endlessly your extraneous thoughts. That would be a sentence in a philosophy paper, something like that. Passive voice, one might, one would, okay, ought, one could, should. Uh, 
and always passive voice always and so that great illustration right schedule an appointment or versus an appointment can be scheduled and what's funny is is that so much of this these tips are <coughs> in passive voice okay i have to say okay treat the customer as a hero focus on benefits you don't really want to drill you want a nice clean hole so and there's a lot of ways to get a hole you know 38 revolver won't be a real clean hole but it might put them just where you want it okay <laughs> depends on where you want the hole if you want the whole 10 yards down range you know a good 223 be better than a drill right doesn't necessarily take a drill so after you've written copy, reread the copy and ask, so what? Why would someone care? Excellent, excellent questions. Okay. Always come back to your single-minded thought. And I would like to see, get rid of that and say, what, what is a single-minded thought? I didn't understand this one at all because it talked about uh, what is our single-minded thought? We call it our global positioning system because it's the North Star. It's just too many metaphors. <clears throat> and if any word doesn't ladder back up to the GPS, no idea. I've never heard that expression before. So it must be ad agency jargon. Um, anyway, I'll skip that one. Write your first draft as if you're a caveman. Or you could have said, write like a caveman. Or maybe think about how you would say it in a second language. Or how would you express it if you were talking with someone who only spoke English as a second language. Again, subordinate clauses in the beginning of a sentence, not so great. <coughs> this forces you to cut superfluous text and substantially simplify your message. It'll also help you think through writing in a different way, which leads to stronger, more creative writing overall. Again, long sentence, too complicated. Use verbiage. There's a 50 cent word <clears throat> that is familiar to your audience. Um, and so I helped with this sentence. Industry jargon can get repetitive and overcomplicate your messaging. Messaging. Just say, <laughs> industry jargon gets repetitive and overcomplicates your message. Put yourself in your audience's shoes. You'll, you'll understand what they want to know and how to address it in a clear, concise, solution-oriented manner. And again, I get some of those get rid of some of those words but um, you can take out half the words there okay get all the words down on paper then make cuts uh, so I wrote identify where to trim read what you have written aloud this will ensure you leave the most actionable content for your reader to enjoy actionable okay but then here's the opposite tip start by writing bullet in a bullet point format uh, aim for an eighth grade reading level. Here's another long, long run on sentence. Marketers like to provide a lot of context and background information, period, which makes sentences long and fluffy, I say, but less punchy. Is that even a term? Okay. So I agree with starting with an outline, starting with, or starting with a cloud, uh, with a card deck and get the key points down. Try having kids read your copy and cutting adverbs. Have them read your copy right there. Have kids read your copy. See, again, having infinitives instead. 
or even better, let kids read your copy. And cut adverbs. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. <clears throat> Those adverbs may sound nice, but they are the trait of lazy, cluttered writing. Watch your adjectives and your adverbs, passive voice, subordinate clauses to begin with, and even prepositional phrases to begin. Not so good. Not strong. Read it out loud. Read. This is really well done here, this one. Read it out loud as if you're having a conversation with someone. If it doesn't sound natural, clear, and compelling, then you've got more editing ahead of you. So, Katie, well said, right? And that brings us over to Craig Huey, and he says, direct response power copy tip. What is your value proposition? I think this is sort of the North Star. Um, you must clearly and concisely present your value proposition. Most people think the value proposition is the offer, but value proposition is slightly different and critical, okay? So it's not just your price, your discount, your guarantee, or your premium. It's that and the perception of your product, service, and company, and direct or indirect competition by your prospects and customers. It's based on perceived needs, you know, the other people, you know, print your photos from your phone. The other guys use cheap paper that'll fade with time. We use the highest quality paper. Or, as I talked about the other day, cars. The Shell Answer Man talked about their gasoline and the special ingredients that it had to keep your car running well. <clears throat> Everybody else had them too, but they hadn't mentioned them. Okay, so your your value proposition is based on perceived needs by your prospect, need to keep your car running well, <clears throat> and how well you can fill it. It's your complete presentation of value, considering all impacts on decisions making on decision making by your prospect. Is your value proposition impactful, clear, and exciting? Dove creams your face while you wash. I highly recommend Confessions of an Ad Man by David Ogilvy. It's excellent. Ask yourself if you're representing your complete value proposition from your prospect's perspective, not your perspective. And so thanks for that, Craig. Some great copywriting tools. As always, I have another great article, D-mail versus email. Tomorrow, probably. We'll see. Have a great day. Like and share. Your friends will know you're smart. Bye-bye.